Hi, my name is Meg Lamb. And I'm Walt Rogers. And you're listening to This This Isn't Isn't Working, Working. where we discuss relationships and how they can become what you really want. Meg and I started this podcast because we realized that our own internal stories were the only things preventing us from being happy, satisfied, and fulfilled in relationships. So if you're thinking, this This isn't isn't working, working, is it time for a change? Hey, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) And we're keeping everything. There's no edit, so you're going to hear the laughter. Uh, We're talking about who drives the bus. It's an expression that Meg and I use because it's about uh, the various personalities inside of us, different parts of us, who sometimes take control of the bus, us, of our actions, of our thoughts, when really they shouldn't. (laughs) Shouldn't a bad word, but I'm using it here. They're not, they don't, you know, they're... Underage drivers, basically, uh, or dangerous drivers, take control. Meg, is it is it clicking with you at all? What are, what are you saying? I mean, you went on such a short tangent there that yeah, I I got a little lost, and I thought I was going to say something, but now I have completely forgotten. Good. So let me talk the whole. Please, podcast. why don't you please go on? And did anyone else find it a little unnerving when Walt was like, "Welcome to the podcast." <laughs> I don't think that's a... How would you do it? I'm just laughing. Okay, Go on. Okay, well, so... Who's driving your bus right now? That's what I want to know. <laughs> okay, so we're going to edit that out now. Really, though, for me, if I can just say, oh, God, that, 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 the person who's afraid is now making the decisions or, or that, you know, the person who feels vulnerable, that's why he's being mean back. Yes. Let's say that about driving the bus is about what are the forces, the thoughts going on inside of us, the emotions that are guiding our choices, that are dictating how we behave in any certain point in time. Yes. And I even even go with who is driving the bus because we have personalities. There's, that's absolutely true. We do have different personalities inside of us. We all do. We all have what we call, what we refer to as frequently uh, fragments, parts of ourselves that have somehow been cut off from us as a whole, where at some point in time, perhaps we learned that behavior isn't okay or that feeling isn't okay. Don't cry like that. Don't be such a baby. I'll give you something to cry about. Those <clears throat> kinds of things where we feel somehow shame or we just feel badly about the way things have gone as a result of our behavior. And so we learn to quickly suppress that part of ourselves so that it's never seen or heard from again. However, what happens is it sneaks out in another way, in another term that we use called sideways. sideways yeah. Yeah, our behavior that's just like a little bizarre, almost always confusing and hurtful for other people, certainly even for ourselves. We don't even realize. Can be hurtful, but and certainly not intended to be. Right, right. We're trying to get these needs met, but what we've done is suppress them so much that we can't even acknowledge that there are needs that we have or yeah, want. Right, and so it goes sideways. If we want some... One, or we want more attention, which is fine if we want more attention and we don't ask for it and the wrong person's driving the bus, it comes out sideways, Meg. How so? Some example. Correct. So I'm going to use this uh, 
you know, term healthy. It's not coming out in a healthy way, um, which means that we aren't able to directly address it or ask for it. So let's say that we don't feel um, beautiful or, yeah, let's just go with that. We don't feel beautiful and we don't feel comfortable asking. We somehow think it's vain that we want to be recognized as beautiful, even by the person that we're with in a relationship or a partner. So instead of acknowledging that need and telling your partner, I really love it when you tell me I'm beautiful. Um, pretty. Pretty. You do say that. I right? say that all the time. You're so pretty, Meg. Um, thank you. By the way, I do love it when you say that. <laughs> I do. Um, and there's, right, I can't judge that about myself. There's nothing wrong with that, with liking to hear that from you. However, if I'm not able to acknowledge it, I might go out and seek that response from someone else. It might be unconsciously, but I'll be flirtatious with someone, you know, at a party or at a soccer game, (laughs) (laughs) the proverbial soccer game. Um, And that's coming out sideways because that personality, which I have suppressed, that wants that attention is, is coming out in a way where now it is going to be hurtful to you because you're like, why is what? Meg yeah. flirting with that man at the table over there? Well, you don't, I don't even have the uh, courage to say flirting. Right. Because they'd be like, she's talking to that guy. What, what are they saying? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's going on there? Mm-hmm. I mean, and for the, for the men, some of my drivers of the bus is if I don't <clears throat> feel wanted by the woman that I love, you know, in the way that I'm, Ask wanting, you know, asking yes. for that. Not asking, but yeah, yeah. wanting. Well, not asking, but wanting. That is the key here. Then, we're not asking. Right. It's we're just, not asking, but we're wanting. It's all our inner world Correct. going out by itself. So if that if that need isn't getting uh, answered, um, albeit never asked, then I start doing basically my version of what you're doing. I start looking at other uh, people, uh, you know, other women and just like, huh? Oh, I, I think she here, likes me. I think we should note here that Walt was about to say other beautiful women, but he stopped himself. <laughs> no. Uh, so, you know, so that this, the sexual one's an easy one. We all know we, we do that unless we're really straight up honest and aware. Uh, yeah. And, oh yeah. And aware. But I have to say that there, in times in my life, I couldn't stop like looking at other women, I couldn't. Like I would turn my head and. So look. what's that feeding? Uh, the overall fantasy of it: the guy driving the bus mm-hmm. thinks. Yeah, who's driving the bus? The guy thinks that every attractive woman is attracted to him. Mm-hmm. So he's going to try and get some attention from every attractive woman. Woman walking by, woman sitting at a restaurant. So what's the need that he's not talking that about? That he is. Desirable and desired, mm-hmm. and that something will come of it, of course. And what does he ultimately want to come of it? I mean, beyond sexually, all right. Like that's like that's a gimme. Everyone knows he, he wants to be. But what's a, the a man, ultimate? Not he, me. Wanted to feel 
that he was valuable to a woman, mm-hmm. that he had value. You know what? This brings and it up- plays out sideways with the sexual overdrive. Right. But now, go on. No, that was good. It, it brings up a really good point that we we assign meaning to that sexual exchange, right? And it, it could be a different whole, for everyone. A whole lot of meaning. But it's it goes way beyond the sexual exchange. It, it goes beyond my value, like you're saying, within the relationship itself and wanting to be valued, wanted, needed. And men, I think, play that out very much in a sexual way. I think women do too, but in the opposite way, you know, like what you mean by that? Well, like how desirable am I, you know, going back to that first example that I gave about wanting the attention. Yeah. And so now we're getting down to the nub of it, I think, which is, it's not a question of desirable desire. It's a question of, do you love me? Right. And value for me, and just for me, not, not prove that you love me, Meg, by having sex with me, but just do you love me? Am I valuable to you? Right. But, In any way. Well, we've been playing it out, not you and I for a very long time, but we've been playing it out as a culture, so to speak, um, for a very long time through sexuality. Yeah. And I think it gets very confusing, right? Because we're not getting down to the nitty gritty, like you said, of what it is that makes us feel important. Right. And, you know, tying into other podcasts, please go back and check. Uh, I'm teasing, but, you know, in the Living the Dream podcast, we did talk about having the courage to say, instead of I should do this and I should do that because it's the quid pro quo, because then you'll do this. Mm-hmm. Simply asking, can you do this? And then and the person says, no. So, well, but I, that's how I feel that you love me. And that's always a choice. And then you, and then the response can be anything that's possible. Mm-hmm. There's no like, I, I, there's no demands. It's just like, I want you to value I'd, me. I right. want you to love me. And this is how I feel loved by you. I'd really like it if I feel loved when right. I want to be appreciated for. And being, again, it comes down to this same thing that we talk about in nearly every episode, being willing to be vulnerable and transparent with what's happening inside of you only creates deeper connection. It's very challenging and super scary to think that you're putting yourself out there like that, exposing yourself, I'd say, is the perfect word. However, it always proves to be so worth the risk. Yes, it, it, it absolutely cultivates intimacy. Agreed. You automatically feel more love. And it's also very scary for the other drivers of the bus, mm. they're like, "Oh my God, what if she says no? Mm-hmm. What if she says I don't? You know, I don't really want to do that. I don't. I don't want to. You know, be nice to you in those ways. Then you're like, what the hell? Well, then you get to choose. A is this a relationship that we want to be in, both of us, and and or B. If it's not that, then what right. can it be? Exactly. And it Again. opens the door yes. for a conversation. Right. Conflict right. is always an opportunity. Yeah, great. 
for options. And that's for me in this relationship, I really see the, the wonderful aspect of not only Megan's mind, but the feminine mind. They just look at things differently. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, yeah, that's, that'll work, you know, and then it does work. And then the vulnerable part's gone and you're closer now. Mm. You're no longer vulnerable about it. So exactly. that, that driver of the bus feels okay. Nothing's going out sideways. There's no crashes. Yeah. Um, the driver of the bus, coming coming back to that, it's very important because that is the part that will feel scared because it remembers that at some point in time, it was either neglected or shamed or, you know, put yeah, right. down. Shamed. Like, how, what do you mean you want this? Yeah, for wanting right. those right. things. So it's it, it can be very scary to to think about putting yourself out there in that way, to opening yourself. And, and, and just one little um, preventative measure is be careful that you don't create this, the exact situation you don't want because – You'd rather be defensive rather than vulnerable. Mm, so so ins- instead of saying, oh, I, I I, want you to value me and I, I want you to love me. And can you do this for me to, to help me feel that? Instead of being vulnerable like that, you say, you know what? You never do this. Mm. Well, you're used to and now you don't. You know, we, we used to have beautiful sexual encounters a lot. And now what's going on? I'm not, that's not literal. So, you know, conversations like that where instead of being vulnerable, right at the edge, right at the edge of being vulnerable, you make it about the other person and not you. And you don't give the other person a choice to say, well, if not this, then that, or sure, I'll do it. You know, you're, you're, you're locking into good and bad, right and wrong, and you're pointing fingers. Yeah, and I can tell you that if that was, I was zoning in there to what you were talking about, and if that was you talking to me, my response, my reaction actually would be to shut down and just yeah, then close the door. <clears throat> and now you're, you have exactly what you just said, exactly right. what you don't want, which is no. And, and yeah, I have a zombie and uh, no intimacy. Instead of intimacy, I'm further kept away from what I really want, which is this woman's love. That's it. You got to admit, yeah, I want her to love me. Mm-hmm. You know, and how can I, how can I get that without going sideways or crashing the bus or, you know, how could I, how could you, how could you love me? So how do you think people go about identifying who's driving the bus and yeah, how do they, how well, they identify it's, it's pretty simple the bus? for me in the beginning. It's pretty simple. If you're blaming someone, if you feel bad and you think someone else did it to you, that's the wrong guy driving the bus. You know, you, you gotta you gotta really start to pull that person back and get in. Okay, what's actually happening? Honestly, what do I want? Well, I want her X. Okay, what does that mean though? And then really be specific about what you want, not as a thing, but as a as a concept. I want to feel, you know. Yes. Or how about this? This is this is important when someone. When you notice that you're blaming the other person in the relationship, like, well, he made me feel blah, blah, blah. Right. Made is is also, is, right. is a good... Dead giveaway. Made is always a good indicator that there's blame happening and that we aren't being accountable for our own desires. And... Could you explain that? 
explain that one? Because I think that's a very good insight. What? We aren't being accountable for our own desires when we're blaming. We're basically saying, I can't feel this way if he doesn't do that or he doesn't do this. And what that really does is put us in this victim mode, victim mentality. You're not giving me this, and so I feel whatever it is. My life would be great if you didn't do this. And what's important about that is recognizing that there's something inside of you that feels hurt or lost or neglected or abandoned or sad or whatever that feeling is, that action triggered a feeling with within you. And when we're able to say that, like, oh my gosh, I just felt so sad when you didn't think to offer me a glass of water and you got one for yourself. Exaggeration. However, okay, that might be Cup of tea. Yeah. It works for tea. Oh, my God. It happened. <laughs> um, come over to my house and make yourself a cup of tea, but don't offer anyone else one. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay. So now I can say to that, I felt so left out when you did that. And instead of saying, you never do that for me anymore, You know, I'm talking about my own feelings. I'm not saying, you're so rude. You're so ignorant that you didn't offer me a cup of tea. What a jerk. You know, that's very different than talking about my own feelings in the situation. And it gives Walt a chance to respond. Yeah. So if I were to say, I felt really left out when you didn't offer me a cup of tea when you made one for yourself. There's a little nuance there. Of course, it's her trigger. And you know, totally and, my trigger. And I'm, and I'm not on for that. Yeah, I didn't think you wanted a cup of tea, but you know, sorry, I'll get you one. You know, that's one part of the conversation. The other part of the conversation, if if I really want to look at it, and sometimes it, it's appropriate and sometimes not, but I'll say, yeah, you know what? I was kind of uh, I had blinders on. What was I thinking? Not to offer her a cup of tea. I mean, it's a small thing, but it still points a little like, well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it was her trigger, but. You know, so it's a balance. It's, it's, a, it's a, it a is very it. delicate balance. And the only thing that really keeps you on track together is the trust I have that Megan is not going to blame me. She's not going to attack me, criticize me, you know, try to put me down. She's only trying to do what she thinks is best, not only for her, but for both of us. For the relationship. Right. And we've built that. And trust. so for me, The key is communication. So I always want to know what's happening inside of Walt if I feel like he's behaving in a way that I don't understand. And so I have to ask. And then, you know, that's up to him. And I have to feel safe enough to answer, even if I don't know what the heck's going on. And I have to feel like I'm not being attacked. And judged. Criticized, judged. Like, why did you do that? Like, what do you mean, why did I do that? I mean, it's mm-hmm. so easy for me to say that. I got to pull that back. Like, well, what do you, I don't understand exactly. I just, yeah. And me, why, we don't say why a lot. We're always asking things like more open, like how did that happen? What, what would make you think that? I'm wondering what made you say that or what you were thinking when you said that. Um, it's more about mm-hmm. just being in constant communication 
with the deepest parts of ourselves that are accessible at that time. Uh, you know, that sounds like, you know, very deep and heavy. Uh, it's just, it's really not. It's just, you know, in the, in something when, when there's a tension between Megan and I, this deepest part always wants to be close to her. So that's what matters. So, and I'm not close to her right now. So, so now let's get close to her. What do I got to do? I got to say something. I got to say something that's real about me. That's real. That's the key. Being in communication about what's real, not, you didn't offer me a cup of tea. You know, which you actually did say. It was kind of funny. I didn't say it like that. And my mother was there, and he didn't offer my mother a cup of tea either. I think is more, it's another topic. Yeah. And I mean, hello. You'd think who, anyway. So um, I'm totally off track now. Uh, No, well, you were saying. You don't know either, and neither do I, because you had to go on about how I said it about the cup of tea. And now I'm triggered, everyone, so I think I'm going to end this episode. We're on air with a trigger. So uh, the point we were saying is if we say what's real, we keep thing of me. This is what I'm feeling at this moment. It's not your fault, Meg. This is what I'm feeling at the moment. You know, then you can navigate and you'll realize, oh, she didn't intend anything like that. And instead, you know, I took it that way. And so why did I take it that way? And then we start to get into triggers and like, oh, and we get vulnerable and at the same time, very intimate. You just stay open and say, I want to be close to her and make sure you do. You know, because if you're not, then you're then you're in a relationship that you don't want to be in. But if you want to be close to the person, they say, well, listen, I want to be close to her. So me feeling hurt or feeling separate is not what I want. You know, so so to get close, Meg, I'm feeling a little bit accused here. Uh, can you help me out? Oh, I'm not accusing you, Walt. I, you know, and then we have conversations like that. I'm just trying to find out what you did, Walt. I think it's important to always go back to our deepest desires inside of ourselves and are we being honest with those with ourselves and with the other person thank you it's a beautiful way to end it have a wonderful day thanks for listening doing this podcast has given meg and i the chance to face issues both on and off the air because it has challenged us to be more transparent and direct the podcast has really strengthened our relationship Are there topics or questions you'd like us to cover? What do you want to know about strengthening your relationship? Would you like to work further with us? If so, send us an email at meg at meglam.net.